Hello, Kevin. Awesome. You guys are nerds. Damn right. Oh, Kevin, you're so witty. I would stab someone in the face. Oh, that's gross. I'm cutting this, by the way. Bad Philosophy, episode 130, recorded on January 1st, 2013. High frame rate train wreck. Welcome in one, two bad philosophy, upsetting the balance of reality one rabbit trail at a time. In a new year, again, yay, yay here we are back for the fifth, fifth, or fifth fourth? year of or bad philosophy. The, fifth year, of the bad. Fifth, fifth year in which we've had episodes. We've, That's so we fair. had episodes in, okay. in eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah. Oh, sixth year. Did we start in 08? Yes, we did. Man. <laughs> It was a long time ago. Sixth year in which we've had episodes. Does that make this the fifth um, look back episode? Like predictions I, I think and it is. looks back? Well, I don't know if we did one eight, nine. Uh, uh, maybe. I'll either. have to go back. Uh, anyways, it's, it's episode 130 and we're entering 2013. One, three, numerology. Woohoo. Okay, you're giving me that look. In, in the last... Uh, so for for the last, I was just looking up to see if we get a back oh, to okay. end of the oh. year episode. <laughs> it's very similar to that look. Anyways, for episode one eleven, it was we did it at the end of twenty eleven. So we we so managed we have to have not done enough episodes. That's what you're saying. That's one way to put it. We've, so we've done twenty nine episodes, and well, no, we did nineteen episodes, and yeah. I we can't I can't math math hard. But you know what's not hard is, is going back and listen, thinking about the year. Um, 2012. Woo! Woo! Um, moratorium on apocalypse didn't happen talk? Because you had yeah. a moratorium on, on no, apocalypse No, that's fair. Talk I'm perfectly one, so. fine with a moratorium on apocalypse didn't happen talk just as much as I'm fine with one <laughs> on not talking about the apocalypse happening And that's that. Okay. Last year. Um damn good party though that, that we had yeah. uh, when the world didn't end it was a good party it was a really good party no we definitely did one in, in January 2009 it was called Last of the Naughties Last of the Naughties yeah so wow. 9, 10, 11, 12 this 13. is our fifth look back look back yeah in our sixth year in which we've recorded episodes yeah. Yeah. wow <laughs> I feel like we should be doing more of these I feel like we should be farther than 130 yeah. in you know, six we always years. say that and then we just keep doing them our, our our average span between episodes is, is increasing very slightly it is I mean like, I bet if you were to if you were to graph it yeah fans <laughs> or or Matt numero uno fanboy Matt Epperson now, if you were to, yeah, because if you were to graph it, well, you challenge accepted. Yeah, 130 um, episodes over. Not, yeah, you know, I was gonna do the yeah, months. Yeah, the average has probably exactly like you have to. It's thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, we're back and we're here to talk about 2012. So I, I actually did some uh, homework. My my homework for this episode, which rarely happens. Um, <laughs> homework being, I listened back to episode 111, Ginger Side. Um, at the end of, of 2011 and the beginning of 2012, where has me, JC, Dr. Webb, uh, and Simon Ponder uh, all got all getting together and talking about and, and, me. and you and you, you were there, yeah. <laughs> I was there too. Big panel, five person panel for wow, it's one of the biggest we've had in a while. Yeah, um, probably of the entire year actually. Probably, I don't think we have anything bigger. Yeah, uh, we had a four person this year mm -hmm. uh, with Brian and that other guy who wasn't Brian. We did uh, Ryan Usher? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, anyways, and uh, we talked about a bunch of stuff. So I guess beginning, how we usually do these look back episodes, uh, we'll talk about the predictions and what did or didn't happen actually in 2012, and then our um, and kind of rank our, our ability to predict the future, uh-huh. and then we'll just make some more wildly speculative predictions Yay. about the future. Um, so, uh, Kevin, let's let's start off with you. Actually, uh, you had some thoughts on. Well, I had something that I wanted to happen. Yes, you um, had you had a a hope for 2012, yeah. which was that Aaron Sorkin's um, show on the newsroom would be good. Uh-huh. Um, and, and at this point, I refuse to see it because I've heard nothing good about it. <laughs> yes. I heard one person say it was pretty good. Uh, and that was somebody whose taste I don't really trust at this point in time. Right, um, right. Because it's, it's been critically... Flambasted? Not, not like, oh, this is terrible. But, just, but it's like, eh. it's all of the things that are wrong with Aaron Sorkin stuff. Okay. Um, the fact Altogether. that he hates the internet. Mm. The fact that it's set two years in the past... So that everybody who's on it yeah. seems like they always make the perfect right decision about uh, how to deal with a product. Like, because they did, they did um, the Gulf oil spill and they did um, mm-hmm. something else that happened in 2010. I don't know. And they were, they, the, the newsroom were the ones who were doing the breaking mm-hmm. news on it. And they were, they were getting there before everybody else. And they well, had and the so, right answer. So answers. how does that compare to Sports Night? Because Sports Night was sort of set in what, like an alt present? Yes. As, okay. was, as was West Wing. Okay. Both were, the, were set in an alternate present. All right. Um, where um, Sports Night was closer to reality. And that there right. were regular references to real... Actual sporting events. Sport, and... Well, sporting people. Not so people, much the events. Not they actual talk events. About sports. Yeah. But also, and this is important... Sports night wasn't about sports. Mm. Right. Sports night was, was, not, about was never about sports. Um, I, I get the feeling that the newsroom is about the news. Oh, okay. Um, which might be the, the sole problem. Yeah. Of, that might of be a problem. those two shows. Because sports night was always about the characters mm-hmm. and those people. From what I've heard, again, not having seen a second of, of the newsroom... Um, the newsroom is very much about Aaron Sorkin's beliefs about the news and oh, media and great. America and all that sort of stuff. Not about the characters. Even the West Wing, mm-hmm. was, particularly early West Wing, was much more about the characters mm-hmm. than about in this politics. world. But yeah. it wasn't about, this is the best way politics should be. Okay. There were conflicting opinions. People were allowed to be wrong and have different opinions and be on equal footing. Mm-hmm. Again, in this one, it sounds like you know the, the Aaron Sorkin stand-in, Jeff Douglas. Is, is it Jeff Douglas? Is that who's doing it? I get, Jeff Daniels? Jeff, Jeff Daniels. Daniels. Jeff yeah. Daniels. Mm-hmm. Um, is always right about everything. Uh, and and has few and you know is a drunk and that's his, his character flaw or mm, something along those lines. Yeah. Or that he's too right. Darn that. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, that's sort of the impression I got, I've gotten. Okay. And it's just one of those that I, after Studio 60, I just, I didn't want to go down that trail until it had been vilified. And I had really mm-hmm. high hopes for it. Hmm. And so I knew that it would not meet up to them. Right. And so I kind of just said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to let it go, you know. It Isn't did... Sorkin also writing the, um, the Steve Jobs? Yes, the Steve Jobs movie? biopic. Yeah. Um, not the one, the one based on the Walter Isaacs book. Not the one. Not the one with Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher. Yeah, that one's not written by Aaron Sorkin. No, Aaron Sorkin, Sorkin and again, he keeps, Aaron Sorkin fills me with hope every year. I don't yeah. know if it's coming out in 2013 or not. No, it's, it's filming in 2013, okay. I think. Yeah. Well, that's good enough for us to talk about it. Right. But he's, he's announced that the premise of the movie is three one-act plays that take place immediately before three of Steve Jobs' keynotes. Right. At different points in his life. Yeah. And 
It's such a perfect idea. And it's such a perfect idea for Aaron Sorkin. Because it, it's, it can show the evolution of, of the man. Uh -huh. you know, it, and I think what it'll do is it'll be like the keynote right before he comes. Oh, it's announced first... which ones it was. Oh, really? Um, I think. Um... It'll probably be the one before he announces the Microsoft deal. Um, it'll be the one, or maybe the, the first one when he comes back to Apple. Um, it'll be the one where he announces, maybe the one where he announces the iPhone, and then it'll be his last one. <coughs> and we'll, we'll see. I, think I don't one, know. No, I think the last one was the iPhone. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, was what it was going to be. Because his point was that so many of the biopics that are out there are birth to death sort of things. And that's yeah. not fun. That's the same story over and over again. Yes. But this, this gives like, it takes snapshots at various times mm -hmm. and would, would, yeah. So it's like a character study in three parts. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, that'd be really cool. The first one is the Mac. Oh. So the, the, the product launch for the Mac, the yeah. for the Mac. Okay. That makes sense. The second one being next. Oh. After he left Apple and the third one being the iPod. The iPod. Wow, the iPod announcement was not a big one. It was, no, it was it was on a small stage, but, but it was, it was a, about. I mean, it, what he, yeah. what he's picking is the turning points in, in his life, his in in his company. Okay. I'll put it that way. Mm. The big event was the Mac. I mean, the Mac was huge. The Mac was huge, and that I was mean, his baby. Yeah. Yeah. Next was him trying again to mm. do the Mac. His bigger baby. Yeah. And the iPod <laughs> is his legacy. Yeah. I mean. Cause, in a big way. Because you can talk about the iPhone all you want, but the iPod paved the way. Yeah. The iPod is what put Apple on the map. The iPod was the first Apple product I owned. Yeah. And it was for millions of people, their yes. first Apple product. Yes. A thousand songs in your pocket. I mean, that's... Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm, so, see, I'm, I'm down. excited. I'm like, down. I'm, like, yeah. I'm so super excited. Well, and you want to, you want to be excited to be fair, about Sorkin. Aaron right? Sorkin's yeah. last movies have been good. Okay. Moneyball... The Social Network? Yeah, they were good. Good. Good yeah. movies. Mm. Um, both of which based on actual events, both on both based on historical mm -hmm. things. Um, so I'm I'm more excited about that than I am about okay. Okay. the network right now. <laughs> Probably about the same levels I was with the network where it had been, you know, again a year ago. Yeah. But yeah. And the other, the other one thing that I'd wanted to happen was a... Oh, a space-faring sci-fi. Space-faring sci-fi show. Yeah. Um, which did not happen um, in any meaningful way that I can think no. of. No. <laughs> <That's, that's a laughs> the big closest thing that I can think of currently is Blood and Chrome. Battlestar Blood and Chrome, which... Which I haven't seen. Um, I watched the first half of the first ha part of the episode. It's about Adama during the first Cylon War, right? It's about Adama as a cadet, okay. or like just getting out of the academy mm. and the first Cylon War. Did they ever um, finish Caprica? Or did they, they just, they they just sort of it. left it? Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> I mean, it ended, if that's what you mean. Well, yeah. Um, that wasn't space fair. On a cliffhanger of sorts. Yeah. Um, but no, Blood and Chrome was going to be their third Battlestar series. Yeah. And they made it. They made a pilot and they were hyping the heck out of it. Yeah. And then it disappeared. Like, like the sci-fi Twitter thing stopped talking about it. And I, oh. I, I, I stopped following him for a long time. Because mm -hmm. um, he kept talking about the same things, including Blood and Chrome, which I was not excited about. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of went under the radar. And then it popped up. 
as we're making it into a, we're releasing it in, you know, six parts as a web series yeah. instead. <sighs> so it's kind of like, oh, well, there you go. Hmm. There okay. it is. Well, so it's, it's on YouTube it. now. Yeah. Um, but we didn't get another spacefaring sci-fi show. No, um, we really didn't. So um, in addition to that, let's see. JC had some predictions about the Tonys. Mm -hmm. um, all correct. Uh, let's see. Once... Well, we, well, she, she as, as far as like her predictions on who got nominated, yeah, who got nominated. for Best Musical, she got three out of the four. Mm -hmm. um, and I've closed that page on my phone, so I don't remember who it Once, was. Once, Leap of Faith, and one um, other. Newsies. Yeah. Newsies. She mentioned the three of those. She mm -hmm. mentioned another one that wasn't what got picked. Because the other one that got picked was um, Once More with Feeling. Yeah. Which is a jukebox musical based on Gershwin music, of which there are like seven. Yeah. This was just a new one. Uh uh, but yeah, she she predicted Godspell would be a thing, and it wasn't and even Godspell nominated. Godspell didn't even get nominated. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ Superstar got nominated, but Godspell didn't. Interesting. Um, let's see. Simon predicted that all gingers would die. Uh, that did not happen? Did not happen. Nope. Definitely not. Um, let's see. Oh, Dr. Webb made some, some predictions about the election. Uh, mm -hmm. he, he predicted that uh, Barack Obama would be reelected. True. Um, that the... Uh, Democrats would regain control of the Senate and maybe the House. Uh, true in the case of the Senate, not in the case of the House. And uh, we recently saw the results of that stalemate. Um, we're still seeing them play out in this this whole fiscal cliff. Yeah. Although debacle. somebody pointed out to me something, and somebody being the internet. Yeah. Let me see if I can find it. Um, it was a an, a humorous comic about the fiscal cliff. Yeah. Um, and the actual meaning of it. Yeah, mm. this one. It, it, the premise is, I'm going to just describe the comic to you. The premise is, you know, what if the U.S. went over the quote-unquote fiscal cliff? 2013's would-be spending cuts measured in feet. <laughs> um, so the total spending is 1,454 feet, a.k.a. the height of the Empire State Building Okay. in this comic. And the spending cuts would be Slightly less than four and a half feet. <laughs> oh, God. That's not much of a cliff. Yeah. That's not even a single story. Uh-huh. So that's like, you know, the fiscal flight of stairs. <laughs> oh, my half God. Half a flight. Boy, they are, it's much to do about nothing. Yeah. It really and, is. And, and, and the comic, of course, does it where there's these two little mice on a curb at the Empire yeah. State Building. And he goes, Fred, watch out. You'll die. Watch out for the cliff. You'll die as he's <laughs> stepping off. Wow. Um, and then there's another thing. That the drawing is not to scale because the red area would be too damn small to see. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, no, it's <laughs> just a little bit of perspective for you. That's um, great. We are no, that's, getting that's towards perfect. this fiscal cliff. It reminds me a lot of the debates that were happening last year over the, the whole, like, um, you know, federal expenditures and the cuts mm -hmm. and everything. And they were arguing over, like, dozens of billions and less in, in the case where our, you know, Debt is in the trillions. Yeah, you know? it's I mean, just yeah, like it's one of those, wow, like guys. Well, yeah. the fact that you know, good. If we we'll talk about the uh, the the debates this year, you know, when Mitt Romney talked about he'd fire Big Bird. Oh um, God, by canceling yeah. PBS and PBS's budget from the government, and they make more than this because they have support yeah. from viewers like you. Mm -hmm. But their their percentage was one tenth of a percent. Less, no, no, that's no, not less right. than one tenth of one. Sorry, no. Yeah. It was like a hundredth of a percent. It was yeah, some, one, it was, some ridiculously it was, it was minuscule. Twelve thousandths of a percent. Yeah. Of the U.S. budget. <laughs> and of course, if you look it up, you, there are three things that U.S. spends money on. 
Defense. Defense, Social Security, Medicare. Yeah. Those are the only things we spend money on. Everything else is other. Right. So, so if you're not talking about one of those three things, yeah. you're not talking about any cuts that matter. Yeah. Uh, and we don't, those are the, things, the three things we don't cut. Well, and even, even when we are talking about them, it's complete gridlock. And, oh, of course. And just this, this posturing back and forth. Yeah. But those just, are the three things that we do not cut. And yeah. they're the three biggest things because you can't cut Social Security because that makes people mad. Yeah. You can't de- cut defense because terrorist. Oh, God. And um, you can't cut Medicare because you don't like the poor. Mm-hmm. You hate them and want them to die. Right. So, I mean, so, those are the three things that we spend money on as a country. So we figure, you know, the next four years, and, you know, now we have Obama for the next four years, are probably going to be four more years of not much. No, I mean, <laughs> and, and I, don't, I don't blame Obama anymore than I blame any, any one person no, in the process. <sighs> but we've, we've become so We make mountains opposed. out of, not even mountains out of molehills, mountains out of toothpicks yeah. and, like, thimblefuls of dirt. Like, it's just... That yeah. was something about the the alternate universe of the West Wing. Yeah, is much more a world of cooperation. Really, um, and I read a theory years ago about what you know the difference between it and, and our oh. world, and actually the alternate history that ha- happened to that. Because in the in that alternate universe, there was it was there's a reason behind it. And I don't remember who it actually was, but where it split, where there was the people who had you know there was there was cooperation across the aisle, and it wasn't this diametrically opposed opposition heated enemies, you never talk to the other side because they're wrong, because you really think about it, and there's a lot more they have in common than what they don't have in common. And in the, albeit, you know, perhaps too hopeful world of the West Wing, that was certainly the case, something that we have not seen here in the U.S. since the West Wing was on. Well, cool. I guess I just need to watch more of the West Wing then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in the interim, we have gotten a, a special late arrival guest uh, for the first time on Bad Philosophy, Oso Perez. Um, How's it going? Hey, welcome to Bad Philosophy, fellow philosophy major. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me. It's been a long like, time since we've had one of those. No kidding. <laughs> it's almost like we're a legit philosophy podcast or something. Kind <laughs> of. Just sort of. Just so sort you're, oh, so you're currently a student at UT, right? Yeah, right now. Uh, cool. Um, and you're, you're doing philosophy and... Uh, psychology, yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, so I'm working on that right now. I actually just signed up for some more classes. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> just got that done. So. Registration. <laughs> I, I don't remember miss, registration. I don't miss registration at all. Oh, I, I, I never had a, a tough time. <laughs> well, I had to pick stuff. That was the hard part. Was oh, what do yeah. I want to take? Because uh, that, that really was like that. That became college. Yeah. Like those, those courses you chose. Yeah. yeah. And now uh, it's just here at the end. So it's just like upper level psychology and upper level. <laughs> yeah. Now, as, as you get courses. to the end, you get less choice over it. It's like you get like, to okay. pick these three classes. Uh, which think, one of these sections am I going to take? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about taking another. It's like a philosophy of geometry, and that's like one of the whole. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. So I was, I was cool. thinking about taking that because that's still open. So. Yeah. I think I might put that on there. <laughs> Well, welcome to the show. Um, we're just exactly. wrapping up, I guess, the, the predictions uh, and, and the results from 2012. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Dr. Webb pretty much nailed the politics thing. Um, I predicted that 2012 would be a lot like 2011 in sort of an ambiguous way. Um, I guess it kind of was. Uh-huh. Oh, one thing we forgot to mention. JC predicted that it would be uh, wetter, like it would rain, it would more, rain in more in Texas. And 
And there are Did we have confirmed reports that that was actually true. Oh, cool. Yeah, All right. Well, way to go, I, I couldn't confirm it because, you know, that's weird. But It rained on New Year's. It and, did. And it snowed on, on Christmas I, in Dallas. Yeah. Are you counting all those? Because it's been day to day. I mean, it is it is Texas, but it has been yeah. kind of crazy. Like, warm, so. hot, warm, hot. Yeah. Really it's fast. It's pretty crazy here. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, we'll, we'll get the final weather report later. <laughs> out loud. And I, I sort of... It, the only interesting prediction I made, I think, was that, that 3D would kind of lose its, its momentum. Uh-huh. It's, it seems like... 3D has had a resurgence in the last few years or something. Yeah, I mean, basically, you know... All the major movies are released in 3D. Avatar hitting that. A lot of the big blockbusters are certainly now in 3D. And there's a huge push for for post-production 3D. Absolutely. Stuff that isn't actually filmed in 3D. I just heard of Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park came back. um, I mean... With the original Jurassic Park? Yeah, it's it's going to come out. Went through a 3D conversion. Like, I don't know about some of this stuff. It's just... It, it seems like just cashing in on, on previous IP, but yeah. anyways, um, so if anything, I, I was exactly dead wrong on that one, because it seems to have gained more <laughs> yeah, momentum. I think we're still, we're getting more of it. I'm certainly tired of it. I am too. Uh, um, the last, I, I think the last 3D movie I saw, and I'm trying to keep it this way, was the Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. Yeah. Um, and, you, and you mentioned that last year as well. Did I? Okay. Then I may not have seen any 3D movies this year, which if I didn't, that's impressive to me. (laughs) Good job, Kevin. Um, Um, So another thing I predicted was that, and I said, the real shift and and the real like nail in the coffin that's going to set something else off on its way was going to be The Hobbit, uh, shot in 48 frames per second in this revolutionary new (laughs) cinematographical something or other. Turns out I was completely wrong. Like 180 degrees. Yeah, so I, I mean, I went to see The Hobbit twice, actually, in the 48 frames per second 3D. Once you shot twice in 48 frames per second? twice in 48 frames per second. Only paid for it once. Um, so it had a couple of different theaters. And I can definitively say, having now seen it twice in 48 frames per second, it adds nothing to the experience it actually detracts from it a little bit and for, for a few and I have a, I have this very well thought out now a few reasons <laughs> so we are we have been used to seeing film in 24 frames per second from almost the get-go it was apparently some choice that that was made that that was the least that was like the lowest frame rate you could have that made motion look continuous and so they, they made that choice to save on film because film was really expensive to make sure um, so 24 was what they settled on. And so all the movies were shot in 24. And that was just what we got used to. Now, for some reason, um, maybe because it's like half of the electrical rate, 30 hertz, you know, or 30 frames per second was chosen to be the television frame yeah. rate. Um, so 30, 30 uh, frames per second interlaced is actually uh, two... It's it's one one two, so it's basically half the frame is drawn on one hertz, and then the other half is drawn on the other, and it adds up to sixty, which is the same rate as electricity. So that was the easy thing for them to do. Uh, so that's electricity. Well, that's why you get video at at sixty hertz. Right. Yeah. And that's why that's why PAL uh-huh. uh, is is what it is. It's half of fifty hertz, which is the the rate in the UK. Yeah. So these these became then the standards for broadcast television. So we got used to television looking a certain way, 30 frames per second, distinguishable from film. And so now they bring in this 48 frames per second, which doubles the film frame rate, 
makes it look very close to 50 frames per second, which is approximately the limit at which the human eye can actually distinguish different wow. frame rates. That's why, like, for video games, once you hit around 50, <laughs> yeah. 60 frames per second... I think it's so second, funny that there are people who are, who are, like, crazy about hitting 60 frames per second yeah. on their but, games. But once you hit that, yeah. you can't tell whether it's actually faster. Like, if you... And, and there are, like, these video card tests that look at, oh, it's in 160 FPS. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you can't tell. You can't even like, see it. It looks the same as a, a 60. Yeah, dropping 30 frames at that rate, you're not going to notice. You're not going to notice, yeah. So they like to have headroom, whatever. Yeah. Um, but as long as you hit 60, you've, you've reached the maximum of what the human brain perceives <clears throat> as reality. So like, <laughs> and, and what, so once a funny thing happens then. Once uh -huh. you hit about 50 frames per second, your mind goes to that switch of, I'm looking at a real thing now. <laughs> right? So which entirely defeats the purpose of not just cinema, because, you know, we go to the cinema to experience something different, some fantasy or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the particular type of cinema that is The Hobbit, which is a fantasy world, <laughs> with all these magical things happening <clears throat> and impossible creatures and situations, it just looks horrible. Uh, Does it, it look too real? It looks too real. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> I, I haven't seen it. And I, so I want to, but I've refused so to see it So here's the thing. Like initially, for the first half hour, uh -huh. you know, you're watching this and you're just like, this is so strange. Like, and, and it's like <laughs> you're just uncomfortable. And then like a, a kind of a switch happened in my mind and it was a deliberate choice that I made. I was like, okay, I have to think about this as if I'm watching a play. <laughs> And then I began to get more okay with it. But That's it's just, interesting. It just made it that much harder when, some, when the special effects came in. Because then it was just like, okay, now I'm watching a video game. Like, my mind was, my mind was telling me this is a video game. Video game. You're looking at a video game now. And I'm, I'm just sitting there going, no, you're looking to play. This is a movie. It's like, so, and, and all the while, like, I'm thinking about this, this meta experience. Like, uh -huh. how do I experience this thing? So I'm not even thinking about the fact that there's an actual movie going on. Well, to be fair, there's, nothing there's, not, strange there's not a lot of movie in The Hobbit. No, there isn't. And that, <laughs> that potentially is even more, more damning. Like, yeah. there's, there's, not, there's not a story then to grab you back into mm -hmm. and, and grab you away from this, this, this debate that your mind is having about what the hell you're actually watching <laughs> at any given moment. Is this happening? So, I mean, bottom line, it's a train wreck. Um, and, and it sucks that, that this is the first film to come out in 48 frames mm -hmm. per second because it, it's just like all the worst things you could well, do. Well, it would have to be something this big, though. For anybody to go see it, yeah. For anybody to, to do anything with it. Well, mm. I think Avatar 2 may have been a better thing, but same problem. I really think, like, same problem there. It's a fantasy world. There's a lot of special effects. Like, oh. But don't it's... we want our special effects to look real? I mean, for example, The so. Thing, which, if you all haven't seen, it's a great movie. Yeah. Um, John Carpenter, not the new one that came out. I haven't mm -hmm. seen it, so I don't know if it's good. But The Thing is full of practical special effects, and some of the best practical special effects I've ever seen. Okay. And it came out in the 80s. Right. Um, and they are, they look real because it is real. There's, and this thing is actually happening. It's not an actual alien mm -hmm. taking over minds. The light is catching probably. in a way that a thing would catch yeah. a thing. And we've become really good at mimicking yeah. that with CGI, and we, we are really, really good at it. But but then like the CGI stuff in the Hobbit is just like yeah I've heard I've heard what the is frame frame per second CGI is pretty bad. Well, the the one time when it comes when it's actually useful I guess is like in in extreme action sequences where there's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff going on and, and it's really 40, crisp. It is very crisp. Like you see every little thing that happens, <laughs> and in a way, 
I mean, it, it almost it detracts from even that because when when there's a lot of stuff, there's a lot of action happening. In in Lord of the Rings, like you perceive a battle where there's just there's just a ton of of sword clashing and everything uh-huh. happening on screen. You just you see that not as a bunch of swords, but you or you you don't see it as trees. You see it as a forest, like literally in the case of the Ents and all that, uh-huh. right? You see it as a big mass of stuff, and your brain makes that switch because it just becomes a blur. In The Hobbit, what happens in those big battle sequences, which there are a couple of, is you're, you're looking at individual scenes happening and, like, and you're just jumping around and, like, <laughs> and your brain just goes, whoa, there is too much detail here. Like, it's as if you were in an actual mm-hmm. situation like that. And so you can't, you can't see it as a battle. You see it as, oh, there's a sword fight. And there's <laughs> a, a situation. Sword fight. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I wonder, just, and, and I don't know that it'll happen because I don't, I mean, money-wise, the Hobbit will be plenty successful. Yeah. But I don't know that it'll be a big enough thing that we'll see a lot of other things. Because I, I don't think, think so. if we got used to it, it wouldn't be a problem. No, it wouldn't. And But that's the point, right? Is, uh-huh. is, but here's the thing. Do we want to get used to it in the same way that we've gotten used to 24 and 30? Maybe. Because 24 and 30 then, then become, those are different media. And our, and our brains go into a different mode. Like when, so when you watch a movie, you just go into a different mode. In your mind, you go into the mode of, of fantasy and and possibility and alt reality like that, and so so you can just you can just switch yourself into that. Watching theater and like I've had this problem watching theater, you you have to make that conscious choice sometimes of I am watching actors on a stage, and you can you can do that because theater is a tradition as old as humanity, and and that's this is just a thing that we've done, and theater is its own thing. Mm-hmm. It's people in reality there in front of me on a stage, but then to mix the the one aspect of, <laughs> the one aspect of that that is common then between theater and HFR movies is the frame rate at which you see it, right? <laughs> and so everything else is different, but that one part is the same, and it just it just it just messes with your mind. Like it's just it's hard. So we, we haven't been eased into this. I think I think forty eight is going to die because we just it wasn't introduced correctly. On a little bit of a tangent, did you okay. s- did you happen to see that uh, like it was like a video where these guys were doing three D imaging, but with just like the eyelids, they had them hooked up to like uh, yes, and like they were literally letting them see three D images with no glasses by just like by, by the flicker, like causing them to blink. Yeah, because, because yeah, because what? that the, because, and, and it was strange because it was definitely like almost mechanical because you saw one. I closing like the other one closing simultaneously oh like almost God. it was what? it was kind of crazy but like you see them hooked up to the have thing. to induce muscle spasms <laughs> oh yeah no I mean I, I, I mean, don't think it's a good idea at all I mean, the, sure the, but they're not that, actually but... sending shocks into your body <laughs> <laughs> that's probably going to be the hardest part to market not possible <laughs> just really hard oh no I don't know I don't know it's if you could it's shockingly real it's shockingly real you won't believe your eyes are in this much pain <laughs> uh, there's a prediction for 2013. There it is. Shot glasses. Shot glasses. Yeah. And you'll just keep blinking at the movie theaters. It was a great experience. On your way back home. <laughs> These cars look so real. <laughs> oh my god. So, tangent back, actually, walking out of the theater. After uh, the, the 48, after the HFR, there's, <laughs> there there's a is. period of about five minutes where you actually see the world like the movie and you don't <laughs> quite believe that the world is real. There you go, <laughs> folks. Side effects. Because, Side effects. Because, because in this movie, you know. 
know, just fantastical shit just jumps out <laughs> at you, you know, along with all the stuff that looks incredibly real. And so you look around at the world and you're like, all of a sudden there's going to be a dragon or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that, your mind is still in that some mode. Sort of because ah, and there's Gandalf. Oh, it's, yeah, it's just like, oh, there's Gandalf. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just, it was just disconcerting. Like, also, yeah. speaking of Gandalf, and this is something I've, I've mentioned, I don't think I've actually mentioned on this show, uh-huh. but I want to claim ownership to it in an official capacity, mm. um, which is my idea yeah. for a Gandalf Dumbledore Buddy cop movie. You heard it here, folks. Predictions. And I can't. My problem is I can't figure out which one. Like, because you know you have, good you have you have good cop, bad, bad cop, but it doesn't have to be good guy. It can be oh. you know black cop, white cop. It can be yeah, um, whatever that was in Rush Hour. Young um, cop, old cop. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. your your dichotomy. Right. And I can't figure out the dichotomy yet. And I'm trying to figure it out. I've got to wrap my head around the, the people. Yeah. I'm thinking kind, kind wizard, angry wizard, which isn't quite the same as, as good cop, bad cop. But Gandalf gets angry. Gandalf does get angry. Yeah. Gandalf gets angry in a way that Dumbledore doesn't very right. often. So it's like chaotic cop, uh, lawful cop, lawful cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, and, and, and Definitely. I'm, I'm working it out. But yeah. I'm gonna make it happen. Cool. You right. shall not. Pass. Yes, I mean, like I'm just seeing it, and it's and it's in set in like the 70s, like all good cop movies are. Um, and they're they're probably tracking down like you know the equivalent of the magical, you know, world equivalent of the um, Zodiac killer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just and he and for some reason. Yeah, like some, they've traveled through time and maybe, maybe they're doing the actual Zodiac Killer, for all I know. Because right. this is a movie where Gandalf and Dumbledore are hanging out in her cops. Sure. So I don't have to have logic in it. Hey, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Star Trek Star Wars crossover stuff has been written. So, well, yeah. you know, you can, you can make up whatever Deus Ex Machina is necessary to bring yeah. Dumbledore and yeah. Gandalf into the same well, universe in the 1900s. Okay. Well, that's, that's the thing, is that exists. Dumbledore and Gandalf crossover fiction exists. Oh, really? No slash fic I could find. Um, well, because I had to find out. I had to. I didn't know this before. He was curious. He was curious. I mean, yeah. Okay, Research. you have to. Yeah. You have to find out. Okay. Um, but I couldn't find it. Yeah. Which is weird because right. seriously, internet, um, yeah. you're failing on this one if I can't find it. Um, um, but nothing has to do with cops. Okay. And posted. Numero uno fanboy Matt Epperson, you have a second task. <laughs> Yeah, please. In case you forgot, task A: graph the average dis- distance between time distance between episodes of Bad Philosophy over the course of our history. Yeah. Task two: Gandalf Dumbledore slash fic. I mean, it's not hard. Just buy some Kirk Spock for slash fic and throw and their names on top of it. Do a find and replace. Yeah. You know, all slash fic's the same. Uh, Personally, I think it's. It's perfect. I think it should be part of the criterion for sure. Yeah. Well, then, well, I mean, there should be slash beginning. And shot in 48. But then, it's, <laughs> shot in but then the canonicity becomes more questionable because Gandalf actually, not Gandalf, Dumbledore actually was gay. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, that came out after the last book. No, um, no kidding. Yeah, J.K. Rowling basically said, yeah, he was gay. Yeah, he was gay. Um, uh, well, okay. Well, so that, that's it. So high frame the, rate uh, isn't going to happen. High frame rate isn't going to happen. No. So 2013, we'll see the next part. Of the Hobbit, right? I it's, think so. I think it's gonna, it's just gonna tank. It's it's just gonna stink up the box office. Aye. Yeah. Was it you that said something about what about the Hobbit on like Facebook? 
Did you I don't think so. Maybe not. Okay. I that. <laughs> a few days it ago. It was not okay. you. So it's not. I remember who it was. It was a guy I knew like six years ago. That's definitely not you. No. Um, so so also, did you do you remember making any predictions for 2012 in your mind, or did you have any resolutions that for, you for 2012? Yeah. Um, I thought I'd be richer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a personal prediction, I guess. Is that true? <clears throat> yeah, it actually has yeah, a little, well, a little bit more actually, money than I did more, before. I think that's true of all three of us, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I'm about where I was. Okay. I mean, it's close, but I'm, I may be a little bit over. Factor in your 401k and everything. You've okay, yeah, after that. that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. I have health. I have my own health insurance now. There you go. That's okay. something I didn't have in college. I think you're, you're, you're richer in all aspects. Yes. Yes. Cool. Um... Well, on to our predictions for 2013, then. <clears throat> Actually, I've made some reservations. Reservations? Nope. <laughs> Resolutions. Resolutions. <laughs> we can never uh, get it right. I, got, I was getting it wrong repeatedly last year. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Well, because it's one of those, you know, I, I had my traditional, you know, three that I've kind of given up on. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't fulfill them, it's just, well, I did eat, I ate like three salads this year, so. That's about as many as you ate. In, that, yeah, it's about You about ate about two salads in 2011. So okay, so actually, I've, I've eaten more salad. One. You've eaten <laughs> there you more salad. Yeah, my, well, my resolution used to be eat less salad. Yeah. Um, grow a beard, don't yeah, explode. Grow a beard, eat less salad, and don't explode. Yeah. Um, I'm two for three. Right. Um, <laughs> but I actually, I actually do have one that I'm, I'm, I mentioned it before the show, and I would like to read 52 books this year. Ooh. Um, and, you know, do oh. an average of one a week. Um, <laughs> And I don't know how, how far I'll do, mm-hmm. but I, and I also count graphic novels, so those are going to be my fillers. Cool. Um, you know, I can read For a 100-page sure. book in an afternoon that way. Oh. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, not exclusively. Okay, but, right, yeah. but, I mean, it's a book. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's in, in tandem to that, I got James Joyce's Ulysses for Christmas. Uh. And part of me would like to be able to read that this year as well, okay. independent of my 52 challenge. Um, just watch Homestuck. It's it's easier and faster. I'm kidding. Just Homestuck kidding. is not easy to read because you have to click each freaking link. Okay. I can just turn a page quicker. <laughs> uh, well, good luck. Um, yeah. What's your first one going to be? <clears throat> um, I'm currently I've actually started reading um, the woman who died a lot, Ooh. which is um, the seventh or eighth book in the Thursday Next series, mm. um, which is about a woman who has the ability to read herself into fiction. Ooh. Um, so she can she if she reads a book just the right way she can go inside of the narrative and interact with the characters even when they're not on stage like mm. when they're not in in character mode. Cool. And all things are going on behind the scenes and she eventually over the course of the series eventually joins the jurisdiction, which is the um, the organization that polices inside of books. <laughs> <laughs> and again, um, the series is great. Like, okay. if you, if you just pick up the Air Affair, like Jane Eyre, E-Y-R-E, yeah. um, if you want to, because it's it's a fun series of books. Is um, there another one that's the the Air Apparent? No. Yeah. Um, it's, Air? it's the Air Affair. Then let's keep that. Something let's else. Keep that going. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Well of Lost Plots. And there's there's now again seven or eight of them. Wow. I've lost track of the numbers. Well but, of Lost Plots. And I've read them all. Um, and they're tons of fun. But his new one came out this last year. So Who's going around poking holes in all the plots? <laughs> well, that's that's where all the um, the books that don't get published go. Oh, okay. They end up in the well of lost plots. Wow. 
This, this sounds awesome. like a great concept. It, it's it's, it's, it's fantastic. Like okay. I've loved every single one of them. All right. Um, I I have resolved to I have a couple of things. I've, I've resolved on kind of a, a lighthearted basis to learn emoji. Because um, I don't feel like I use it nearly enough. I don't use it at all. You don't use it at all, but it's it's an interesting form of communication. Definitely, and it, at least salting and peppering your your text communications with emoji is, is kind of fun. You know, yeah, you can yeah. say things with emoji that just aren't quite possible with words, or feel a little bit. Different. Yeah. It's, it's cool. It's, we we can, we'll have a BF on it at I some point. Yeah. Definitely have that keyboard on on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little globe. Woo. That's the only alt keyboard I'm I have. I'm just going to give you a like, thumbs up as soon as I leave. <laughs> as soon as I leave, I just want you to know. Uh, just don't send me the happy pile of shit. That's, that's just a disturbing one. I don't is know what's going on. Is it standardized? I don't it know is. this. Okay. It has actually been standardized into Unicode 6.0. Wow. It is the, uh, the wow. thousand characters or whatever of emoji are are. Across the board, they should display consistently in every that's Unicode cool. 6 compatible device and browser. And that, that's a big deal. I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. Deal. It's also, it also reminds me of Anathem with the, their pictographic language. Um, oh, yeah. That's only briefly mentioned in the book. But Well, and gosh, great setup, Kevin. Speaking of pictographic languages, semi-pictographic. Uh, I also plan on learning Mandarin. Ah. At least beginning to learn Mandarin. I, I've got the Rosetta Stone for it, and I've already done dove in a little bit so cool yeah i feel the least confident about my pronunciation and thank god there's a lot of pronunciation <coughs> practice in Rosetta Stone. oh yeah for sure um but yeah it's just it's one of those things so cool I, I it's a radically different language from anything i've learned before sure um even different from sign language uh, so mm -hmm. yeah it'll be really fun also, do you have any resolutions for, for 2013? I do, I do. So All you right. actually caught me when I forgot that this show was going on. <laughs> oh, I was, I was, I was working on it. <laughs> right. So I was actually learning Japanese. Like I had just oh, started because wow. I told myself I was going to start with Rosetta Stone. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, and, right. and, and my resolution is actually to go to Japan by the end of the year. So Nice. Okay, we're going to hold you to that. Yeah, right. well, for sure. Point, I feel like I should just go ahead and grab the check for Rosetta Stone and learn check. Yeah. Do it. I've got to... Check I, that I, off your list. I so want to go back. Like, Checkmate. <laughs> really? I want to go back to the Czech Republic no, so I'm, bad. Yeah. It's, oh, it was the best. Oh, so you'll quickly learn that, that a good percentage of bad philosophy is me making horrible puns. <laughs> horrible and, and puns. And Kevin just kind of continuing to talk and... It, not acknowledging. Well, if you had enough pun, I'll just throw everything and throw something at you. Okay. He kind of has to keep going, oh, to should be fair. Give me that glass of water. Uh, <laughs> Shway. No. Shway. Shway. Yeah. Is that, is that, yeah. Shway cool, man. <laughs> Shway cool, man. Shway cool, man. like, uh, Wayne's World. Shwing. 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 <laughs> yeah. Swimming is, uh, yo, yo. Cool. Yeah, yo, do, yo. I was actually doing that as well. I was doing yeah. for Rosetta Stone as well for Mandarin. Oh, it starts with that too. Yeah, so, so it's the same. The <laughs> I think we've learned the same amount of words too, because I was learning so it. How would you so you say, can talk to each other in your very limited. In a very limited. How would you say the young man swims? Uh, yao yun, right? Really? I think it's so. that in Japanese. No, that that's that's for Mandarin. I told you I, I was. Oh, I was, you you yeah, knew that. I, okay. I was well. I was doing Mandarin for Rosetta Stone. Like I do Rosetta oh, Stone all the time. Okay, okay, okay. I kind of like but languages. On the Japanese, what have you learned? 
for, the same thing. I, I haven't gotten that far, yeah. Okay, I okay. know, but I got as far as you. That's how I knew that you were saying Shui and like, <laughs> uh, Guajir, yeah. right? That's one of the ones for juice. Guajir. Cha yeah. is tea. Yeah. Cha. Yeah. You still remember it. It's really, it sticks Oh, it's, it's really good. It's, it's really definitely good about it. It's really sticky the way that they, oh. they yeah. teach you. I could still go back, like the, in Japanese, I did like the first semi-module of Japanese like six years ago and I still remember Hikoki for, for airplane. Like that's, that's one of the few things, but um yeah like yeah. it just and they i do. can still recognize it in anime it's like okay all right this is, this is gonna be good like this is probably We're gonna be on the airplane that's awesome <laughs> Woo! yeah uh anyways so other well i mean not that you need any others uh, learning japanese and going to japan but um, um anything else that you want to i was i was one one of the less ambitious that. resolutions <laughs> um Nah. 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 Okay. All right. Let's get on to the predictions. We've we've ambled on enough, and uh, mm -hmm. this is what you came for, everybody. Probably listening to this episode. Yeah. I'm already calling the flickering of the eyes as one of mine. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be a that's thing. That's gonna be okay. a thing. All we'll right. See that. Maybe um, we'll see it in 3D from our own eyes. Oh, oh, no. Well, okay. So glass glasses less 3D may happen in like a small way. It we exists we may on a 3DS. It, it certainly does. That's lenticular 3D. The, the, way, the reason that works, though, is because you are the sole viewer. Yeah. And it works from a single <laughs> angle. Um, yeah. Or, like, subset of angles. Like, there's a very small viewing cone. Uh -huh. um, and that, that actually has been shown at previous CESs, where you have a TV that has, like, three or four angles at which you can see 3D in it. Um, I, I feel like, and CES is coming up, I think, early this year. We'll probably see a lot of the previews of the gadgets we'll see in 2013. Maybe some glasses less 3G will yeah. be part of that. But um, I was thinking those Google glasses. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. You know so what I'm talking I, about, right? I am a big fan of the possibility of Google Glass. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And we've had a BF on this actually. Yeah. The one we did at Franklin Barbecue back in May, we talked a lot about Google Glass and like yeah. what a future with that can be. Um, while we're on this, there's an excellent uh, short film called uh, Sight. That yeah. that is, it's, it was done by a couple of. Um, <coughs> videography or video production grad students mm -hmm. uh, as their one of their projects and it's it's just a short film a sort of uh, speculative fiction on a future where this this guy has uh, the, these contacts that are essentially google glass like mm -hmm. everything is like that's the interface is just on your eyes yeah. so completely like glasses augmented reality um you know gaming life Everything it, it it looks at an interesting like the gamification possibilities of life in general oh. and the good and bad parts of that and uh, achievement culture and like it's it's an excellent just short film in its own right but it's also phenomenal special effects and an interesting like look at a possible future. What was and the name of Possible that? problems with it. Sight. Sight. That'll be sight. easy to Google. Yeah, yeah. No, right. <laughs> Do a search for um, Sight and um, Jolie O'Dell. Of uh, VentureBeat, just search for like VentureBeat site, okay. and uh, you'll probably find it. Yeah, that, that did make me think, though. The, the least amazing use of Google Glass mm -hmm. would be it would make the show Peep Show really easy to film. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if y'all are familiar with this show. It's a British oh, show. I love Peep Show. All it's of a sudden, I start getting suspicious of like everybody with glasses. <laughs> but like, like, wait, it, why are you wearing real glasses? It occurred to me contacts, that like, wait a minute, Peep Show would be. Really easy to show to film if you actually had just glasses and you were actually looking at what was recording that. Yeah, but no. 
Um, I think this will be the year uh, of Google Glass. So like they're they're going to release it to the developers at Google I/O. I'm, I'm going to call that as a minor okay. prediction. I I think the writing's on the wall for that. Like uh -huh. that's not too hard to decipher. They're they're going to have prototypes, not prototypes, but like a beta <coughs> at Google I/O for everybody who prepaid for it. It's okay. going to be out there. Um, and so we'll get we'll get our first like look at at actual implementation of Google Glass and people, it's going to be really hard to do reviews for it I'm sure. Yeah. Like how are you going to show maybe there's going to be a recording aspect where you can show the overlay in addition to the video recording but that won't quite get <laughs> the experience, yeah. you know? It's going to be really hard the experience of Google Glass will be very hard to get without actually having Google Glass. Yeah. Whereas you can get the experience of using an iPhone, you can have videos of it, you can have reviews of a product mm -hmm. that incorporate that, it's gonna be really hard to do with glass. And so it may, it may take like a couple of years till more people have actually seen it. Mm -hmm. um, and this kind of goes along with, I feel like Google might have some sort of a retail presence to push this out. That would be interesting. It feels, it feels natural. I mean, with, with as much as they're trying to build their own Android phones, they're now coming out with their own hardware. Yeah. I feel like Google could do like a short run of, of retail stores just just for this and they may not be traditional retail stores they may just be more like showcases for the technology in order but I want, I want guys pushing carts in major metropolitan areas interesting selling Google glasses that's huh. what I want okay um, so yeah the, the store is not a store it is a location that is that comes to you and in kind of a broader sense food um, truck food trucks food trucks for glasses food trucks for stuff ooh okay that'd be cool um, street vendors, basically. Yeah. I mean, that's it's funny how we like we call them different things with like food trucks. <laughs> yeah, kind of came of age. I don't know. They they have come of age in the last few years, but yeah. really like 2012. Like, I I visited food trucks more times in 2012 than I ever did in my life beforehand. Yeah. Um, and like different food trucks. Well, and they've been around forever. Every construction site of all time has had a food truck yeah. at it. Yeah, but, but we like just we made them one. a different thing. Now well, we're not like necessarily a crappy one, just one that that was not. Hot cuisine. Right. <laughs> it um, was guys making tacos. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. <laughs> well, in Austin at least, and in probably a few other places around the, the globe, there are, there's this, this trend toward, you know, some guy, you know, someone has a concept for a restaurant, but they don't have enough money to buy a restaurant. So they make a food truck. So they make a food truck. And it's like a, it's like a beta for the restaurant. That's mm -hmm. how Franklin Barbecue started. They started as a food truck. <clears throat> it got popular enough, it became a restaurant. Cowbells. Cowbells? Loving it, yeah. It's I haven't the been there tracks. yet. It's, it's over off of Riverside. You got to try it. It's okay. So Cowbells. So East, if you're in Austin, Eastside Kings, I've heard is. Yeah, they're moving. I haven't had them. I haven't had them. Yeah. There they are. They're actually moving into a restaurant. Well, no, they're, they're moving into Hole in the Wall. Into Hole. Into Wait, a they're, bar. they're not going to be. They're not. They're going to. It's going to be where they are now. It's just a different place. Right. But they're going to become the bar food for Hole in the Wall. Yeah. Yeah. Really inside baseball, Austin stuff. Sorry. Um, yeah. God, that's. Also, <laughs> Cilantro Barbecue. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> Cilantro Barbecue. Yeah. The only is because we love you. Barbecue, you come to yeah. where we are and we love you. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting concept of like, okay, this is a mobile thing. It's, it doesn't have one location. It has like seven locations uh -huh. that vary by the day. Um, so you get a much broader exposure. Mm -hmm. um, you go to people. Um, the, the food trucks tend to build buzz because of their exclusivity. Mm -hmm. um, no, I definitely love. I definitely love Wednesdays just a little more, just because I <laughs> yeah. know that there's something <laughs> waiting there. You know what Mondays, I mean? Wednesdays, Ooh. and Fridays. You know? <laughs> uh, also, also balls. We should mention balls. Balls. <laughs> balls. Balsa wood. Woo. Um, 
we all work at the Apple store at the domain. Yeah. Um, so this one food truck that we love, it's a Korean Mexican fusion that if you ever come oh. to Austin should be the, like one so of the, the few places that you put on the top of your list, cilantro barbecue. Uh, they come to our They've place. got three trucks actually. They have three trucks one, Yeah. I thought they only had two. They got three. I don't know if they're all in Austin. Two of them are at least in Austin. I think two of them in Austin, one of them in Houston, I believe. Yeah, something like um, that. So they, it's, they come to the domain Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, <laughs> another nice <laughs> day. It's, yeah. it's yummy. Yeah. Sure. So anyways, um, how did we get on this from prediction? Anyway. Oh yeah, well, um, uh, mobile, mobile retail. Mobile retail and stuff. Um, I think related to this, I made a prediction in 2011 that I just remembered. In the last episode that we looked back at the year, that 2012 would be kind of a year for wearable computing. Um, we saw that a little bit. It was sort of mm-hmm. a beta year uh, at South by Southwest. Um, Nike Plus launched Fuelband um, to oh, some fanfare. All those bands, though. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah so Jawbone Up happened twice in 2012 uh, as well. Um, it happened Fitbit. Twice? Yeah. Well, there was the first release, which got recalled. Um, I didn't know so, this. Yeah, the first release of the Jawbone Up was it had some defect in it. Like a lot of people were returning them, and so they just recalled <coughs> the whole line. Huh. Um, and then relaunched it. The the rebooted Up is actually a very good product. I'm surprised that they doubled down on it. Lark um, also now yeah, has, Lark one, has well. one. Lark yeah. has one. Um, Adidas has one. There's yeah, Fitbit is, is another. So so we saw a launching of all like the kind of the first and second revisions of these mm-hmm. wearable devices that are you know. Health monitors, basically glorified health monitors. Um, but I Google. think mm-hmm. I bet they'll release one for sure. Google. Google. Like well, I think Glass is that. Yeah. Like Glass is their is their catch-all device for that. Okay. And the, the so they could have a whole product line if yeah. if it was like Glass plus some wristband thing. Glass plus, and wrist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Glass wrist. Shoe. Shoe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else. You, what else can you wear it on? Like, well, okay. Um, it's. Wearable computing is starting to become of age, mm-hmm. and I think 2012 it'll it'll or 2013 it will start to get cheaper and so more accessible to a mm-hmm. lot of people. Fieldband is still super expensive. Yeah, Up is still it's still pretty pricey to get a lot of these things that are basically glorified watches, which compared to nice watches are actually less expensive than some. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. you can buy some expensive watches. Yeah, like let's be honest, but um, that's not something that a lot of people think in in the same category as like an iPod or an iPhone yeah. or a Droid. It's it's going to hit that, and I think they're going to start to get much more useful. They're going to start to get much more personalizable. Um, you know, fuel band comes in. How translucent do you want it? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> translucent, kind of translucent. Not at all translucent. <laughs> right. Not at all um, translucent. And up comes in black and this hideous shade of teal. Yeah, which I and really don't understand. I don't understand that. Like one. goes with no clothing whatsoever and really stands out, which I think is is not the point of my my personal take on this. Is like I want the wearable stuff to be it look just like clothing. Mm-hmm. And then when it needs to be electronic, it looks electronic. And that's exactly like what Fieldband is. It's ah, like, you have it on, so. It looks yeah. like the 80s. So two that's of us, so Kevin and I are both in. wearing Fieldbands, Nike uh, Plus Fieldbands. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's the sexiest watch I've ever owned. And it also happens to tell me some semi-useful things about how active I am in a day. 
I know that when I, like I had a day off recently. <laughs> you know those I, days when you know you sat on the couch all day. Oh man. And I can, <laughs> like, I can see that. You look at it and go, wow. Wow. I, I did nothing. I, <laughs> I really feel that, you know? And it's not, it's not just this, this distant pang of, man, I should work out occasionally. It's, it's, this is how unhealthy I am being quantitatively right now. Today, <laughs> like, it adds did, up. Today I did not move. Right. <laughs> um, and, that, and it becomes really apparent. And I, and I think that that strikes at like it could it could be a, a huge social change for good, mm. you know, just making people more aware of of because we've seen we've seen the shift in in kind of food preferences. People are starting to get much more, you know, calorie counts and, and all this, and and um, you know, really starting to go that direction. So we've seen them catering to that. Just wanting quality experiences, I think, has become a big shift in the last few years. Oh, um, the the rise of like <clears throat> Alamo Draft House. Like yeah. we, we've seen, like people oh, that, want that a good theater experience. There's, there's another one in Austin now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Galaxy yeah. Movie House. Yeah, Galaxy Movie House. I, yeah. I saw that was the, the to bring it back around. That was the second place I saw The Hobbit <laughs> in high frame rate 3D. Um, <laughs> not quite. So the Galaxy Movie House is like the nicest example of the last generation of movie theaters that I've been in. Hmm. It's. It's kind of like, okay, this, it's supposed to feel like the movie theater of the future, right? But it doesn't, like at its core, the process is still the same. You go in, there's, you know, there's a ticket booth out front. You go in, there's a person who takes your ticket and you go and you sit in the theater. It's still got the same pre-rolls, the same... They don't, do, they, do they give you food? They do food, but you, you have to like bring it in and there's not really a, there's not really like the draft house. There's not a way to have it on a table in yeah, front of you. You okay. can't order to your seats. Mm-hmm. It's it, only well, only in some be, theaters fair, there. It's it's a very inconsistent yeah. experience. In DFW, there's like a dozen of these places. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I went to them long before I moved to Austin. Okay. And then I was like, oh, there's a place they do that here. Movie no, Grill. Hmm? That's what it's called, the Movie Grill. Movie Grill's yeah. one of them. There's like three or four of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, Movie Girls one. Um, there's there's an independent one that I went to a couple times. Oh, have you seen those love sack theaters? I haven't seen any in. in no, in, but in... I'm a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> like like the theater is basically like these huge like love seats and love sacks, and it's yeah, like, like, kind of cool with people, or, and like you just yeah. kind of chill there. I mean, like it's it's definitely really comfortable. Yeah. As for like, do I, I want to watch all my movies like asleep. that? Yeah, yeah no, I don't think I want to watch all my movies like that. But if I'm watching something that like, and they show like old movies too, okay. so like if That's I'm watching cool. something that I've seen before and I just want to hang out, I mean, it's, it's yeah. really nice. All right, so we're and uh, now we're getting onto like really broad trends, but like <laughs> that that sort of that sort of customization of life of like wanting wanting specific specialized experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, a food truck allows you to get a very specific kind of food. You know, it's not an Applebee's where you can go and get you know mediocre versions of like five different world types of food. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I want to go and get the best barbecue or like the best <laughs> the Chinese dumplings or the best ramen or the best donuts. Like there's literally a place in Austin called Gordo's. Um, I've seen them. That is, that is <laughs> the most insane donuts you have ever had. Like these just, just like 15 ingredient donuts that are just like all kinds of sugar and, Dang, and combined in, in creative ways. And that's all they do. Um, and, I, and I found myself going, they're part of a, a food truck park. And I went to them and I got a donut and a taco from the place next door and ate them together as a meal. And I was like, <laughs> donut plus taco equals happy. I don't, and I was like, I don't feel 
in any way like disloyal by doing this. Like I can just walk over and order from another restaurant that's literally right here and eat in the same common space. Like that's cool. It's pretty huh? cool. It's yeah. like a, yeah, yeah, it's an open air food court. These these ideas have all sort of been around, but I really like that. And here's here's <laughs> your love sack movie theater. I found it. I found a picture. Did you? Okay. Well, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's a lot of really comfy chairs yeah. with beanbags. Although, if you haven't. Um, taking a special someone to the Ritz super fancy um, balcony seat to go oh, see a film. Yeah. That's a good. I one. do recommend it. The yeah. Ritz because it's it's at the Ritz. <laughs> there are, there are four mm-hmm. sets of balcony seats. I saw I saw the Exorcist there. Yeah, yeah. in, in yeah. one of the balcony seats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, I saw I saw uh, Wrath of Khan. Okay. Nice. Best date ever. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it's it's a it is a a love seat or or pair of armchairs. I don't know if there's a thing in the middle or not, mm-hmm. but if there was, I didn't use it. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's, they have two balconies, each with two of these sets of things. Mm-hmm. So you may have one other couple, like, within spinning distance of you, but sure. you don't really care. Um, it's 35 bucks for two tickets, um, but it's a really fun, good way to watch a movie. So it's pricey. Okay. But it's not outrageous. And, uh, <clears throat> and you get uh, free popcorn? No, for for doing that. Yeah, you get you get a couple of, and and free parking downtown, which is what? Ah, <laughs> yeah, that might well be I mean, worth it. Alone, yeah, you you get you get free parking at a at a lot about a block from the Ritz, or mm. it's a parking garage about a block from the Ritz. Oh, speaking of transportation, some interesting trends in 2011 too for me were like transportation. I I sold my car. Mm-hmm. Um, so that fundamentally changed how I sure uh, get around. I, I bike everywhere. I take car to go and uh, occasionally use the train and, and bus system here in town. I've seen uh, a lot Cardigo, of that car to go. Yeah, they're yeah. everywhere. They've really expanded. And currently they're a monopoly in Austin, which I'm not you super okay with. Zip, no. They have, Zipcar has like three cars in all of Austin <laughs> and is not an actual competitor. <laughs> um, but I, I would like to just on, as a footnote, I'd like to see more competition in Austin because sure. I think Cardigo's starting to they're starting to cut back on services. A and, little bit bigger for the britches. Uh huh, and it's it's detrimental to the 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 experience. Yeah, sure. So I've certainly made my opinion known there, but they're they're going to start to get some harsh feedback, I think, as they start to expand. Um, other like wild predictions for for the world or modest predictions. For I've, I've got one that's, that's between modest and wild. Okay. I think we will see the bust and boom in that order of crowdfunding projects. Oh. Um, I think we are really close to a Kickstarter bust, where we start seeing hmm. some of these big high profile Kickstarters fall apart, and even potentially go to court. Oh, wow. yeah, I know. Um, I was thinking about that. Did you see how we? So we just got Hugh. Yeah, yes. right. From but, Phillips. Yeah. Yeah, but for, for the longest time in the Kickstarter, they had that awesome light bulb that I was looking at. Yeah. LifeX. L I F X. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, and that was supposed to be amazing. So then they, did they get bought by Phillips, or did Phillips just bring it to market before these other guys? I think they just brought it to market before <laughs> those guys. Dude, but LifeX is so cool. Like, I was looking at it, I was like, oh, I want that. And literally, like, I think a week after I had seen the thing for LifeX Kickstarter, I saw Hugh, and I was like, what is this? Is this, <laughs> like, exactly what I wanted? And now yep. it's out already? Now it's a product. But yeah. no, I think I think we're gonna see a lot of projects, particularly media based, like okay. the video games. There's a, been a ton of big video game Kickstarters. Yes, one of the um, ones we loved uh, in 2011 was or 2012 was FTL, FTL than which is a very successful video game Kickstarter. Yep. Uh, but there's been a lot of them that have been much less successful and much quieter mm. in what they've done and have blown way past their you know projected finish dates and things like yeah. that. 
Um, and I think in the first half or so of 2013, we're going to see the repercussions of that. And that's mm -hmm. going to, it's going to get ugly. Okay. Um, in my not humble opinion at all. Um, we're going to see a couple of those big profile games crash and burn um, and fail miserably. And it may not be games, maybe some of the other projects. Games were one of the biggest ones I've been aware of. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. I got another thing. Okay. So have you guys seen this other trend where, like, it's like everybody's copying each other. Like, all of a sudden, like, a lot of competition has been, like... Oh, that's happened since the beginning of humanity. Oh, yeah. so oh, that's, yeah. just, that's how we create. Have you seen Everything is a Remix? You should watch Everything is a Remix. I need to actually see that, and we need to talk about it at some point. Oh, we've yeah. We've never actually an episode on that, but... Oh, we should... Oh, I've seen it multiple times. Yeah. This... That's the next oh, one so I'll be on. Yeah. yeah. I want to see that. No, yeah. that... So, I mean... Continue though. Like, yeah. what do you what do you observe? I'm curious. Well, it was just like like the bands. The bands all came out. Like everything seemed like like the the Mikey. Oh, the, okay. Oh, like yeah. wearable yeah. technology. But yeah. so many things seem so similar that they're almost mm. like I don't want to say, but like that whole rip-offs of each other. Yeah. Samsung yeah. and Apple. But does there? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. We yeah. we should moratorium on all the on the Apple. I'm just saying that specific discussion. That's an event that happened. It's an event that happened. Event yeah. That happened. Um, we can talk about it in that in that respect. <laughs> um, yeah. So we we all work for Apple, but so we can't really comment on stuff directly related to our company. Yeah, because um, that's... And we won't. And we won't. <laughs> yes. I can say that there was a lawsuit that happened. There was a lawsuit that happened. Um, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing to note, I'm sure. Yeah, and that's all we're going to be allowed to talk about. <laughs> um, so let's see. We, we've talked sort of technology, mm -hmm. um, politics. I think, eh, yeah. you know, not a lot going to happen. Um, let's say, so entertainment. Yeah. Well, with, with the Kickstarter, though, I think, I think, again, we will see a collapse and resurgence okay. of smaller, truly indie projects where Kickstarter mm -hmm. was awesome to begin with. Yeah. Like the first three or four things I kickstarted, 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 yeah, um, were physical books of online comics I read. Right. Um, where the guy's like, I need three grand to make a print line of this book. Yeah. I don't need three million dollars to do something. And it's one guy who's you know doing all the work by himself mm -hmm. for a passion project. Yeah. And his his core fan base is doing something behind it, and it's stuff that already exists, and we're just making it happen. Like his comics all already existed. He just needed the money to put together a print run so he mm -hmm. could sell them. And Kickstarter is a good platform. And to Kickstarter do that. is great for when that. When you have an existing audience, it's really tough to build an audience. Oh no, you Kickstarter. can't. You, you can't. Shouldn't. You have to bring um, an audience to it and use that as a platform to. But enhance. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But I think, and I think we will see it then collapse, mm -hmm. and then and then go back to something much closer to that. Okay. Um, where it will no longer make headlines, but it will still be a great way. To do a little project where you've already got a phone. What do you think of like Indiegogo or Project Greenlight? Um, I think Indiegogo is stupid, um, and okay. it copied Kickstarter. Um, with the with the one caveat that they keep all the money no matter what. Right. Which I think is a terrible plan because mm. say what you will at the, the Kickstarter that lost by twenty seven dollars. The point of it is is you're only paying for it if they're going to make enough money to do it. Yeah. Which is so if, if, if it's, I, if it's I more comfortable. If yeah. I pledge 100 bucks or something and it only gets you know, a third of its funding, mm -hmm. they now have 100 bucks for me on Indiegogo, and I'm not guaranteed anything. Yeah, you don't know what they're going to do with it. Um, with Kickstarter, again, I'm only paying for it when 
enough people are behind it to say this is something I want to exist. Right. And that that is more likely to make it happen. Again, they're going to fail. We're going to see some big high-profile Kickstarter failures mm -hmm. in the near future um, and, and the repercussions of that. But And then Project Greenlight. Yeah, I think it's too early for that. Um, yeah. To see what's going on with I think we will see more online competition against Steam, though. Okay. I think Steam's days as the, the monopoly on video game downloading services is coming to an end. What else exists? There's... Green Man Gaming. Okay. Um, which is not a, 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 a program on your computer like Steam is. Yeah. But still is a online game. It's a gaming. hub. Yeah. Amazon has had surprisingly good download prices hmm. during the Steam holiday sale. They've beaten Steam on things. Wow. Um, so Green Man Gaming, <coughs> Amazon... GOG, good, good old games. Yeah, good old games. Um, for older games, mm -hmm. at at great prices, um, certainly exists. So I think I think we're gonna see more and more of it. And then you okay. get stuff like the humble bundle, where it's you know sort of everything from yeah. anything, but, but but redeemed on Steam because that's the platform of, of choice right now. Yeah, yeah. Redeemable, not yeah. it doesn't have to be, hmm. barring THQ. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, okay, so. Well, we've been sort of on a movie kick for this episode, so like, yeah. any, any films we're looking forward to in particular? Um, I'm forward to see Cloud Atlas in 2013, and uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Wait, Cloud Atlas? Yeah. was out in 2013. I'm looking forward to seeing it in 2013. Oh, you and, haven't seen uh, it yet? And Dark Knight Rises, I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing that in 2013. Oh my god, yeah. Okay. To be fair, yeah. my gallbladder stopped working. Yes, it did, which actually is the perfect excuse to watch more movies, although those were out in theaters, so yeah. you couldn't really... Okay, um, anyways. Um, I want to find some. I know I have some. That I really yeah, want. I know. It's like that you so put me on the spot. New Star Trek movies coming out. Um, and I'll see it. Yeah. I'm not I was seeing some previews for it. some Tom Cruise sci-fi thing that was... I'm not excited about that either. No? Okay. Um, I mean, it could be great, but the trailer has not convinced me of that. Okay. The trailer has convinced me it's I Am Legend in Space. Oh. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Very possible. Uh, I'm guys, sure there's something. How are you guys feeling about all the comic book heroes coming out in 2013? I'm okay with it. So there's a new yeah. Iron Man movie, yep. right? Yeah. It looks really dark. Um, I'm excited about Guardians of the Galaxy when it comes out eventually. Okay. Because it's the, it's the obscure loser cousin of, <laughs> of Avengers? Of Avengers. Okay. <laughs> in, in, a, in, a, in the best way possible. All right. Um, so I'm, I'm excited oh, about that. Oh, the new that. Superman movie. I am Look. not excited about that. You're not excited about Man Two of Steel? words. Zack Snyder. Has not made a movie I've enjoyed. Okay. Since Dawn of the Dead, the remake. Oh. I just, he, he, he tries really hard. But it's got Christopher Nolan producing it. Yeah. Uh, so, so maybe Christopher Nolan is it gonna like mentor Zack Snyder or something. He, he this, had something like, like that at first. Whenever, whenever the first movie had just come out, they had mm -hmm. commissioned him to kind of be like an overseer of the film. Yeah. Like yeah. That. So it's possible. I'm not. I'm not hyping it at all, though. For okay. myself, I'm like, right. if it's great, awesome. I don't expect it to be. <laughs> so Texas Chainsaw 3D. <laughs> In 48 frames per second. It says January 4th. Okay, it's yeah. not quite out yet. Yeah. It's almost here. God. Why is my browser being super slow? I don't know. Um, I can't think of anything else actually off the top of my head. Hobbit Part Two, of course, we predict is going to 
crash and burn. Yeah. Um, they made a Parker movie with Jason Statham. If that's the same. Yes. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Okay. Parker is is one of Donald West's, like, he's a, he's a crime author. Yeah. Parker is his stone-cold crook. Oh. Like, he is just emotionless. He's a freaking robot. Yeah. And he gets, if you screw him over, he'll wait 10 years and then come back and just kill you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and they've, they've made a few Parker movies. And if you go watch, you can watch... Um, Payback on yeah. Netflix is based on a Parker book. Oh, really? Um, and okay. the, the one that's on Netflix is the director's cut, which is actually a lot better than the original. Oh. Hmm. Um, and they've done it a few times, and but Jason Statham will make a good Parker. Okay. Do you guys see the Great Gatsby's coming out? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not super... I saw the trailer for that, yeah. and I'm like, ah... Still haven't seen this. Maybe. Then again, not a lot hard. of it. It's, it's not that. coming until late in the year, right, Gatsby? It's May 10th. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. A good day to die hard. I'll I'll watch that. Oh yeah. Because Bruce Willis. Yeah. It's a die hard movie. Monsters University. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of excited about that. I, I don't know, dude. I really like I really like Pixar. Yeah. Yeah, but now they're all then they're just rehashing their own stuff. Like I I'm not a fan of this this second gen Pixar. Like they're but brave. That was new. Yeah. And good. Okay, I haven't seen it yet. I can't comment on Brave. Star Wars Episode Two and Three are coming out. In uh, 3D. September yeah. 20th and October 4th. Yep. Disney is pushing those out back to back. Like, Woo! look, we got to get past them. Sorry, guys. New stuff's coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you think, I don't know, do you think the, the original trilogy in, uh, in 3D is going to be actually that? I don't think they're going to do it. You don't think so? No, they'll, do the, they'll then do the special editions in 3D. Actually, you, haven't they already? No, they did them. They, they did the special editions. They haven't done in 3D. But I think they're going to turn these two out. They may put the next ones out, but they'll be put them out real quick because they're looking at new Star Wars movies in right. 2015 or whatever. They are, yeah. And so, so they gotta, gotta, they'd, have to, first. they'd have to throw them out real quick to uh -huh. get before that. Okay. Um, new Thor, new Hunger Games. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> Hunger Games Part 2, which is a strange one because the, the book is like a rehash of the first book with some slight variations. Well, parts of it are. Yeah. I it's, liked it. I mean, okay. I liked the first movie, though, too. Yeah. Avatar we had this two discussion too, in which is in a weekly why that I never posted. Mm. Oh, the, I got, I got one Avatar two is coming out in twenty thirteen. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Okay. My upcoming list uh, went further than I expected. Yeah. Sin City, a Dame to Kill for. I'm excited about that. Okay. I liked the original Sin City. Wasn't that? That wasn't Zack Snyder though. No. No. That was Robert Rodriguez. Oh, okay. Who All I right. like. Gotcha. Anchorman two. Yeah, uh, that'll happen. Will. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't like the first Anchorman. I didn't either. I thought it, I and I find Will Ferrell in general unfunny. You know, for most things, I really don't. I really don't like. But there's there's been a few. That I still I, haven't seen Elf though. I hear Strange, that's like I haven't seen thing. Elf either. Okay. I, I Stranger like than Elf. Fiction's good. I like yeah, that. I like Stranger than Fiction. That's okay. Because he was semi-serious in Stranger than yeah, Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was it was I'm about as serious as Jim Carrey and Truman Show. Okay. Which is one of my, my best movies of all time. Hmm. I love that movie. Oh, such a good movie. Great, great Fantastic. movie. <clears throat> well, okay, we're we're so movies. <laughs> movies. Uh, any any TV shows that are launching in 2013 that we're excited about? Any that you know of? No. Like, just, man, I haven't been. So everybody's all up in Homeland recently. I'm gonna wait for that. Well, season apparently, to be season over two and... of Homeland apparently is more problematic than season one of. Homeland. Okay. I just want to finish Breaking Bad. That's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, 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 that's ending in 2013. That will be done. 
Breaking Bad may go down as one of like the the best TV series of all time. I I again I'm I'm way behind on it. Yeah. And it it's good where I'm at. I'm in season three right now. I know it gets super crazy from there. Mm. But it's gonna have to work really hard to get into the top three. Okay. Um, in my opinion, because the top three, which we've gone over on the previous yep. show, but in my top three shows of all time, uh, and I, this is the only time I ever get objective about anything because I'm super subjective in the world. The Wire, Arrested Development, oh, and Slings and Arrows. Arrested Development, too. Oh, oh yeah, oh, freaking Arrested Development. Development. <laughs> That's right. That's coming out. That we just reminded ourselves, yeah. And I hope they don't screw it up, oh, because that could don't. knock it out of the top three. Yeah. <laughs> well, it could be awesome. The movie is coming out first, right? No. No, the series, series and then the movie. Maybe. And the series maybe a movie. exclusive to Netflix, yes. right? Yeah. Netflix exclusive. Watched House of Cards? Have you? It's not out yet. yet. Oh, it hasn't? No. Watch it. I thought it was out. No. Okay. no that's they, another they thing that's coming in 2013. Yeah. Netflix okay. is becoming a TV network in 2013. That's cool. happening. I mean, so that may be, it's, it's a good test. At the end of 2013, will we accept there being like an online-only TV network? Um, it's going to be, be cool. Interesting. could be really yeah. cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. <clears throat> um, any other wild and crazy predictions for 2013? The world's going to end. Oh, <laughs> no, we had a moratorium on worlds. Yeah, you missed that. We, oh, we, don't, we don't do apocalypse yeah. on our end shows. No, really. that'll be it. Like, we had it off by a year. And so yeah, it's going to hit us and it's going to be like, wait, where did this come? Oh, damn it. Like, oh, man. You know? missed oh, well. it by one year. <laughs> missed it by that much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is there a new... Uh, what, what was that? What did it, Get Smart? Get Smart. Is there going to be another Get Smart movie? I don't movie? think so. I don't think the, the original one did well enough. It did well, like but I don't think it did well... Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to get a sequel. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, oh, what? there was another one. Um, the Dark Tower series is getting made, right? Is that? I've heard rumors. I I've not heard enough to believe. Okay. Um, Under the Dome is supposedly getting a miniseries. Okay. Oh, and New Game of Thrones season three yeah. is, is coming out. That's, <laughs> that's just, that is just dependably good television, Game of Thrones is. Still yeah. haven't watched it. Oh, yeah, man. I'm going to. I got Amy the first season. You need to shotgun it before, before yeah. it comes back. Yeah. Yeah, I got Amy the first season on Blu ray for Christmas. Okay. Of course, she's in her family's place who doesn't have a Blu ray player, and I feel kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oops. Yeah, sorry, Amy. Until you get home. Not that you listen to the show well, or anything. You can watch it again. No, she doesn't listen to this. No, she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't have time. She's a graduate student. Yeah. She's a PhD student. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, thank you all. If you if you feel like uh, adding some predictions uh, of your own for 2013, uh, please mm -hmm. leave those in the comments for the show. Um, you can always ask us about anything at formspring.me slash badphilosophy. Um, you can follow us all on Twitter. I'm uh, S-T-O-R-R-E-N-C-E. Kevin is K-V-S-A-U-N-D. And Oso, are you anywhere online? Where can people uh, find you? I mean, I think I am somewhere. Somewhere? Uh, Do you not, you're not super active on any, any uh, no, not really. public-facing social media? I mean, I just deleted my Facebook like two days <laughs> ago. So, so like, wow. I, don't, I don't have Big that. Step. Now, deactivated or deleted? I mean... Deactivated for now. It has. You haven't gotten to the, the period where it's impossible to retrieve it. Does that happen? It happens. Oh, that's there's, awesome. There's I a love grace that. period. You gotta like, work at it. <clears throat> it's like 90 days. Um, you can reactivate it and come right back to how it was. Yeah. And after that, it's gone. There's no way to get it. Waiting 90 days then. Yeah. I'm sure. Okay. Not coming back. Ah. <laughs> uh, well. And of course, Twitter.com/slash/badphilosophy for all the latest about our show. 
Hey, thanks for having me. Man. Yeah, of course. Thank you for being on the show, Oso. We would love to get you back on to talk about some actual philosophy. Uh, <laughs> That'd be nice. Point. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have recently done an environmental ethics class. You're going to be doing that philosophy of geometry. Same thing, professor. Yeah, same, same professor, same actually. Yeah. yeah, we will definitely get you on again. Do some real honest to God philosophy. Uh, Dr. Sarkar, for any of you looking at that, he's a Dr. professor at, at UT. Really great guy. Okay. Uh, Dr. Sarkar, S A R K R, let out some really good stuff to read, so if you guys cool. are interested. All right. <laughs> well, uh, thank you all for listening. We hope you have a fantastic 2013. And we'll see you next year on Bad Philosophy. Really, we'll see this year too. Okay. We'll see you last year. It's true. We'll see. We'll see you last year <laughs> on Bad Philosophy. On January 1st, 25th, January 1st, and then we're first from the Turkey. And that's how we did the rest of the show name from now on. January 1st, 2013. 2013. Pumping music, oh one two six, how we do it? I gotta say that with the music, music, music. All right, that's all I got. So someone has to come back and respond and join in the conversation. So those just can start talking randomly while Stephen will have to listen to it later and, and edit this out, unless he leaves it in. In which case, that would be um, unlike him. Hi, future Steven. This is past Kevin. I'm talking to you through your computer. Whatever you do, don't blink. Philosophy.com. <laughs>